man. All right, we're rolling. You know who we need to talk to more of? Uh, who's that? Other podcasters. Dude, I was saying that too. I was thinking about like we should do like a we should start either having some other podcasters come guest and talk to us, or we should go guest on some other shows. We did that one; it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we just had on a, a podcast, and then we have someone coming on today that has their own podcast. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like we're starting to. But I was like, I I had such a great time. I'm not on this one that we're going to talk about, but I was on the one that I am referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had such a great time that they've been emailing. I, I, I gave them a bunch of hints and tips and, and uh, yeah. some pro tips of what they can do to because to we're professional their editing <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're totally professionals here. Yeah, total. Total pros. Total. But why don't we listen to a real pro? Because, well, <laughs> why do I keep doing this? You know what? Welcome back to the <laughs> Portland Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That right there is Mr. Orsley. And come on come down. On <laughs> Dude, that. Apparently we're a Western come podcast on. now. <laughs> come in, sit down, relax, and let's do this. Because today on the show, a podcaster in her own right, Wendy Coke is on, isn't she? She is, man. She comes on, talks with, with Melissa about her book, Grey Resort, and her podcast, A Juicy Pair. And uh, they have a lot of fun, man. Melissa was uh, had a lot of fun talking with her. And um, anytime, anytime we have anybody, time we have somebody come on that we have a connection with, I mean, by that I mean, like, we're also podcasters. It's, just, it's kind of cool because it's like, hey, it's another person yeah. in our, as a colleague, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. Unless you're doing astronomical numbers and, you know, the, Oh God! What's the guy that started the Nerdist? Uh, yeah, I, I that would, dude. If you didn't say Nerdist, I would have been taking. It hit my head and then went away. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. What is his name? Yes, unless you're Chris Hardwick or in that stratosphere, like, like, um, oh my God, everybody's name, Mark Marin and all those kind of guys, and Joe Rogan, all them. Unless you're in that stratosphere, yeah, everybody else is so. One down to earth, two want to help you. You know what I mean? You reach out to somebody that has, you know, a decent size audience and say, Hey, I'm I'm trying to do this. 90% of the time, the, all the podcasters that I feel like we've met don't have a large head and they just want to help you make the right decisions. Exactly. Exactly. It's all a big community, anyways. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And so I think that's why we feel that way. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there you go. What do you say we get into this, man? Yeah, let's welcome Wendy Cove to Spoiler Country. This is Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Sercha. My guest today is an author here to talk about her book, A Gray Resort. I'd like to welcome Wendy Cove to the show. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be on here. I'm glad to be on your show. 
Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I'm excited uh, as a fellow author myself. I'm very excited to talk to you about your oh, book. Oh, nice. Yeah. So your book is called A Gray Resort. And I read that it's you know somewhat inspired by your, your parents' summer resort. So I'd love to hear more about that, what inspired you and, and what the book is about. Yeah. Well, so... Okay, I grew up in a small northern town in Wisconsin. It's about four hours north of Milwaukee. And my parents owned the summer resort. And it was on a lake. You know, I didn't realize back then how good I had it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had it pretty good. I didn't really, I, I realize it now. But yeah, we grew up on a lake. We had eight cabins. There was like three docks and, you know, rowboats to rent out and canoes. And Fun. we also had a pool and we had a, a good amount of acreage across the street that was just nothing but woods. And yeah, so I grew up on this resort and, you know, it was during the seventies and eighties okay. and my parents were just gatherers, you know, they just loved getting people together, all kinds of people. And they loved all kinds of people. Nice. So what would happen is on Saturdays, it would be changeover day on the resort, which meant the, the people, the tenants that stayed there, the, you know, they would pack up and they go home and then we'd get a new set of tenants in to our eight cabins. And usually towards the end of that day or sometime during that weekend, my parents would have this huge picnic or party and they would try to get everybody to, you know, join in. Okay. So, you know, my mom would go to each cabin and say, Hey, you know, maybe bring a dish to pass or pick up something in the grocery store. And Kind of, you know, kind of meet with us together and everyone would come. My neighbors would come. People from in town would come. We lived about five hours, um, or five, about five miles um, outside of town. Okay. So people would come in. So we'd have these huge gatherings of people. And my, my dad would be at the grill, grilling all this food for everybody. <laughs> you know, nice. he was the salt of the earth kind of guy. Everybody gravitated towards him. They loved him. You know, afterwards, he would get his guitar out and everyone would be singing. You know, it was just a fun time. And I I have those kind of special memories. I'm like, you know what? I want to write a book about that. And as well as that, there were some interesting things that happened on the resort as far as paranormal kind of stuff. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was some eerie things that happened. So, you know, I thought it would make a good premise for a book. So I'm like, you know what, I need to write about this. And I did. I feel like I do have sort of an intuitive kind of mind where I kind of have a sixth sense where I know when things are going to happen before they do. Okay. And I incorporated that into the story. So basically it's set in this town. Now the book is fiction. I made it fiction, but there are elements in the book that is true. It actually happened. But then, of course, if you read it, you know, you'll you'll say, oh, okay, that, of course, didn't happen. And, you know, <laughs> things that I kind of just made up. Right. Yeah. So, sorry, the grandfather clock's behind me and it's just chiming off. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is, do you have a train going behind you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. No worries. Yeah, it's the grandfather <laughs> clock. Sorry. but we'll, we'll edit it out. Yeah. So, I incorporated that into the book. So it starts out where a girl, Brooke Larkin, one summer evening, she goes fishing and she gets the shock of her life. So then it kind of just transpires from there. And yeah, 
So wow, it sounds very intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I you know, without giving too much away, would you say this is you know kind of a ghost story, or are you delving into like a deeper sense of like supernatural, you know, like you know vampires or shifters or anything like that? Oh yeah, I would say that it is. It would be categories kind of like romance slash paranormal. So okay. it's not really gory, but it it is scary, kind of like Stephen King scary in a way. Oh but, yeah, like um, suspenseful. Yes, yes. So and I wanted it to be, you know, I took time with this. It took years to write the book. This wasn't something that you know I wanted to put together in you know three months to get it out there just to say you know oh I wrote a book. This yeah. took goodness probably a good eight nine years. <laughs> yeah, you know, writing your first novel as well. I'm assuming this is your first novel, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely the hardest one, I, I think, because, yeah. you know, you're learning all these things as you go along the way. And, and I think you're probably, did you feel like you were kind of a perfectionist about it? You know, in a Oh, sense? goodness. Yes, of course. You know, when you put your name to something, as you know, you're an author, you mm-hmm. want to make sure it's correct. You know, you, you, you want to make sure it's quality and that people are excited about it and they want to pick it up. And, you know, I've had people say that it was hard for, for them to put the book down. Nice. They wanted, Yeah. They wanted to keep turning the page and that's music to my ears. That's exactly what I was going for. I just, I'm, I'm super excited about it because I have sort of a small, a small following, you know, that, that are very excited. You know, I'm an indie author, so I'm just getting myself out there, but I'm working on book two. Oh, awesome. Series. Yep. So hopefully I'm hoping when this pandemic things get, you know, things get back to normal. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm hoping by this fall is when, when I'm planning to have the second book come out. Oh, awesome. Now, what made you decide to go the indie route versus traditional? I wanted to do the indie route mainly because I wanted to retain my own rights. Mm. I wanted to have full exclusive rights for my book and because I'm in the hopes. I'm kind of, you know, I would love to have it be made into a movie. I've had several people say that it should be a movie. It would be great. And so I'm kind of crossing my fingers on that. So, you know, that would just be great for me. I would love that. So I love having exclusive rights to that. And I I like to have a lot of say in everything. So, you know, I did, I wanted the cover the way I wanted it. And I wanted the storyline and everything to go the way I wanted it. So far, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you definitely have a lot more control being an indie author. I do both. And, yeah. and I love both for, you know, different reasons, of course. Right. But yeah, but being indie is, it's great because like you said, you get to choose your cover and also, you know, you're responsible for it all. So good or bad, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I, kinda, I know I like that it, aspect too. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword though, because then you really are doing everything yourself. Like, you know, the marketing, you're trying to get it out there and it is a tremendous amount of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing it. It is a lot of work though. When I first got into it, I thought, oh, yeah, I love to write. You know, I want to get this book out there. And I was kind of thought, oh, yeah, it's out there, you know. But yeah. no, that's <laughs> just one step. You yeah. There's a lot of work to keep getting it out there and making it relevant, you know, and so people, you know, would want to read it. So, yeah. Now, are you, is it available? I know it's on Amazon. Is it available in Kindle Unlimited or did you take it wide so that it's, you know, available yes. on multiple platforms? Yeah. So it's, Yep, it's available on Kindle. I it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, Target.com, Book Baby Bookshop, all pretty much where 
major books are sold, I guess, you'll be able to find my book. Yeah. That's and you awesome. can get it as an ebook. Yep. So, okay. oh, good. So, multiple formats. Yes. Now, I'm working on maybe, you know, I'm looking into maybe getting it on Audible. So, we'll see because I think that would be kind of interesting to have yeah. it on Audible. So, Maybe yeah, in the future. That, that's really popular right now. I, you know, I'm not on Audible yet, but I, you know, I keep people are like, oh, are you on Audible Keto? Because it's very popular right now. There's a lot of people right. that are, you know, that still commute, even though we're, you know, the the pandemic, there's still people that work and commute. And so they like to right. listen to books, you know, in their car rather than, you know. I mean, it's perfect to, you know, you're going on your way to work, you know, it's perfect to listen to a book and podcasts are popular right now. So, you yeah. know, I have a podcast as well. Yeah, I saw that. Tell me about your podcast. What is it like a lifestyle podcast? Yeah, so it's okay. So my friend and I, Sean, we started it back this past November. And we just thought it just be so, I don't know, storytelling is so important. And we just feel like during these times, this hard situation that, you know, everyone is all going through, Mm -hmm. that it's just important to have these you know, really relevant discussions about real tangible things as opposed to, you know, just, you know, the sugar-coated version. We really wanted to kind of, you know, interview people that really had something to say and weren't afraid to, you know, like maybe obstacles that they've overcome and how they got through it, interpersonal relationships, and of course, pop culture too. We love having creative types. We love, you know, authors, musicians, psychics, entrepreneurs, anything really. And we love to make each other laugh and we're having a good time with it. It's, it's called a juicy pair podcast with Sean and Wendy. And yeah, we are on all the directories and it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. Yeah. It's, it's, as you know, (laughs) yeah, no, it's really fun. It's a great way to, you know, like you said, reach out to people and to connect, you know, especially uh, since a lot of us are all at home and needing that social interaction, but also need, you know, an outlet or, or like you said, provide a platform to, you know, kind of convey a different message. So that's really cool. Yeah. Like what, what types of episodes have you done recently? Oh God. Well, our most recent one came out this week. It was actually a bonus episode on likes and dislikes, you know, just very, you know, it, it wasn't any substance to that one really, <laughs> but we had, so I have a, a fellow off author friend. She wrote Just Another Girl's Story. Her name is Laura Eckert, and it's about addiction, and it's a powerful book. And that episode will be coming out this coming Monday. And we've had, had, I just talked to a life and love coach, and that episode is going to be coming out in a couple weeks. We have a ghost hunter that we're going to be interviewing coming in a couple weeks. We have a psychic coming next month. So, you know, we kind of got a wide range of, you know, fun people to talk with and it's just been so much fun. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I love the whole psychic and ghost hunter stuff. And that goes along with your brand, you know, with your, with your book too. So I'm sure you get to kind of tie that in together. Are you a big fan of psychics? Have you like gotten your cards read? Oh God, I, I could never get, yeah, I could never get bored of that. I mean, if there's like something about UFOs or Bigfoot or whatever, I, you know, (laughs) On TV, I'll just gravitate towards that, the unexplained, that kind of thing. I, I, you know, I've always been interested in that kind of stuff, especially yeah. since I was little. You know, I felt like I had sort of psychic abilities because I knew when things were going to happen before they did. Now, as I've gotten older, I've kind of closed the door on it a little bit because it's been overwhelming. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did have that very strongly. And, you know, as a young, you know, as in your formative years as a young child going through that, it's quite scary because you don't know what is going on and, you know, <laughs> why you have that ability and, you know, why do I know those things? And yeah, um, it was interesting growing up. Was it something that came to you like in like visions or dreams or was it just a sense of knowing? It was a sense of knowing if I would meet a particular person. Oh, wow. You know, it could be a stranger. It could be somebody that I knew and I would know things. And, you know, I predicted when a couple of people were going to die and they did. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the beginning. And it wasn't like something like, oh, I'm you know, it wasn't, it was just a very distinct feeling that I had when I met them. Yeah. And I just kind of knew it and I kept it to myself. And of course it happened and I was like, oh my goodness. And then it happened again. Oh my goodness. You know, um, not fun to live with, but yeah, you know, I've, I've talked to friends about that and they said, you know, that's kind of a gift. It's a gift of discernment that you had. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. You're not bad. It's just, you know, a special ability that you have and you can decide whether, you know, you want to, take that further, it, you know, or just kind of close the door on it. So, yeah, well, yeah, it's almost, it's like being, you know, topped into a different frequency, you know, like I think exactly. that, I think that a lot of people actually have the capacity, you know, to pick up on things like that. But like right. you said, you kind of close yourself off to it because it's freaky or whatever. It scares you. But yeah. and I think like you just kind of tune into this higher frequency and it allows for things like that to kind of you know, infiltrate your, your mind or whatever. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's such a great, great way of sh- saying it, a higher frequency. I think everybody has that ability. I really do. I just feel like people are scared and they just, I'm like, nope, this isn't for me. And that's fine. It yeah, doesn't have yeah. to be for them. But I think it's important to maybe tap into it a little bit because I think it could, you know, help people out of certain situations, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's similar to like instincts, you know, but with like on a different level, I guess. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And do a lot of those things obviously have influenced your writing, I'm guessing? Yes. Yep. So there's a couple of things in the book, like right away in the prologue, right in the beginning, that was true. That really happened. And okay. so I incorporated that in and throughout the book, you'll kind of, you know, there's a kind of running theme going throughout. And what was kind of neat about it is when I was going through, it was just a nice uh, trip down memory lane because I remembered some of these people, you know, in my childhood. And so there's a couple in there that they're a real couple and they were so much fun. And it was so <laughs> fun writing about them, especially the woman. She was so funny. She was so, goodness, so very colorful, very, very strong personality. And I, her name is Cassie in the book. And, you know, not a real name, of course, but, oh, God, I so enjoyed writing about her. And she plays a big part in it. And she also plays a very big part in the second book as well. Okay. And is the second book going to be a, like, a direct continuation? Yes. I I planned on making it a direct continuation. I've had people say, you better write a second one. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I am. And during the pandemic, when it first started is when I started writing it and you know, because of that, I had a lot of extra time and I was able to, you know, get most of it done. So the bare bones of it is pretty much done. I just have to do some editing before I take it to get it professionally edited. But I don't know how you feel about writing, but I love to write, right? I just love the creative Mm -hmm. process of it. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a great, you know, I'm a storyteller. I love to spin wild, fantastic, you know, magical adventures. I write paranormal romance and urban fantasy. And nice. writing, yeah, the, the process of writing is really exciting. It's it's all the other yes. stuff that can be stressful, you know, but right. yeah, the actual sitting down to write and build your characters and create your world. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like it. And it's addicting once you get a taste it of it. It is. And it can go in so many different directions. That's what's so interesting about it. I mean, I, I'm sort of like, I'm not, there's, you know, they say there's a plotter or a pantser yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely a pantser. I like, you know, go by the seat of my pants. Sometimes I don't even know how the end of the chapter is going to go. I just free flow, let it write. And just, I keep going and then, you know, I'll go back and edit. Okay. And then, but what I hate is going back over and over again to edit. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the process that I'm in right now. I'm trying to arrange where you know, the chapters are going to be, so they'll flow well. Yeah. In that part that I don't like so much where, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the, that's actually one of the results of being a a pantser. I've heard that I do a little bit of both, but it's, it's, you, you do end up doing more editing, I think in the long run. Whereas, you know, if you have this like strict, extensive outline, you know, then there, I mean, you still have to edit regardless, but yeah, I've heard, I've heard from pantsers that they do more editing because you're kind of just, you know, you're writing as you go along. And then afterwards you're like, oh, I have this plot hole here. I have to, you know, this doesn't make sense or whatever, but I think, you know, but whatever gets you to that point is, you know, I always say like every author has their own path and has to do what like works for them. I love doing a little bit of both. I'll have kind of a loose outline and then things will change, you know, but that's part of the fun too, is like what's around number two, you know? Yeah. And I'll probably, you know, end up being more where I'm like, okay, Wendy, you need to, you know, start outlining your stuff because I, I just know that how there's so many different rules to writing. And, you know, I, I feel like if I was just starting out and and haven't written anything before, I would be so like, oh God, there's so many rules. I wouldn't even know where to start. And it would just take so much of the fun out of it and no joy in it whatsoever. And then I wouldn't do it. So that's why I just like, okay, when the moment strikes me, and I'll, I'll write something down. And another thing that's kind of helpful is I sometimes bring a journal wherever I go. Cause sometimes mm. you never know when, you know, moments will strike you like, Oh, I got to write that down. That would be a cool idea for a book or a cool, you know, that would be a cool, cool personality to have in my, yeah, um, that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I keep them on my phone. Like I have like a notes app and yeah, it's, you never know. Like you said, you, you go out, you see something that catches your eye. Sometimes it's an image right. or a snippet of conversation that you overhear and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got to write it down because otherwise it's like, you won't, you won't remember, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. That's it. And you know, another thing too, is I've done this before. I don't know if you have, but woke up from a dream mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, neat. Or, you know, he had a like an epiphany, like, oh, this would be really cool to have in my, a book. And, you know, I'll yeah. remember it when I wake back up in the morning and you wake up and it's like, oh, gosh, I don't remember what I know that was something cool I was thinking about, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, you're you have this cool dream and then, uh, yeah, and then it's gone if you yep. don't or if you just don't write it down right away for like, oh, I'll go make a cup of coffee and then write it down and then it's it's out of your brain. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> In the ether somewhere. I'm like, ah, so now I try and put paper and pen next to my bed. Although I've tripped on my pen before. (laughs) Um, So I got to move that, but I got to have that now. So yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what is your, so the writing process obviously is a lot of fun. What do you love to do first or, or the most, I should say, like, is it working on the characters or working on the world building? I would say the characters for me. I love to dive into a character's head and just like, I have one character that just kind of won't leave me alone right now. He's a huge character in the second book. He's a new one that I'm going to introduce. And, you know, I have like flashes of inspiration about, you know, what he might say in conversation. And, you know, it's, it's kind of neat because I'm like, yeah, that would be good. He would say that conversation and I have it a lot where I think about this character and he comes to mind and like, okay, yep, he'll do this in that situation. And yeah, so he is going to be a big part of the second book. I'm so excited to, to introduce that. Is this going to be so much fun? That's awesome. Now, have you been able to either, you know, before the the pandemic or, or even during, I guess, have you been able to get out and do any kind of events or signings or, you know, comic cons or virtual comic cons? I haven't really done any of that. Now I did have, I did do a story club live, which is a great, it's a fabulous thing on Facebook where they have storytellers from all over the world come on. And I did do that. And that was like right before all the pandemic stuff started. And it's just, it's been very difficult. Now I've made a lot of interesting connections because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, What's happened? I I really have. And, you know, I started this podcast. I've made some great author friends. And because of that, I don't know if that would have happened, Mm -hmm. you know, had this, you know, if this didn't happen. So it's been horrible what we've all been going through, but I got to think about that. I've, had some blessings happen. Yeah, the silver lining. Yeah. I think that's, there's a lot of people, uh, myself included, that has had some opportunities that I wouldn't have necessarily had if, if we weren't, we weren't all at home and reaching out to people and making all these connections. So, you know, reaching um, out. Yes. Yeah, reaching exactly. Out like and making, yes. And uh, yeah, I don't think that really would happen because, you know, people would be busy with their jobs, their regular jobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and were you were you working in a different job before everything happened? Like, or were yes. you or you were okay? What were you doing beforehand? If you yeah. don't mind me asking. So no, no, yeah. So I work as a paraprofessional at the high school. So okay. basically, I kind of just help students that might need you know any sort of assistance in any subject really. So I do that part time Monday through Thursday. So we were out of school for a while. So I worked from home, and we got we went back to school in January in person learning. So I'm, I do that as well. Um, right. I'm, I'm a mom. I have two sets of twins. Oh, <laughs> so wow. Two sets of twins. Wow. Two sets. Yeah. I'm just that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Are they all, are they younger kids? Like what are the ages? They're all teenagers. If they were like toddlers, there is no way I could get anything done. I couldn't <laughs> right. even write a sentence. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, seriously, those years were so, you know, very fun, but very, very busy. Yeah. So the older set, they're 16, they're juniors, and the younger set are in eighth grade. They're 13 years old. And I have three girls and a boy. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's that's, busy. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And how how are your how did your uh, family and your friends respond when you told them you were publishing a book? They were they were very cool about it. My husband is very supportive. He always has been. Nice. And my friends, so over the summer, you know, a group of us got together and, you know, I have a couple cheerleaders 
for my book and my mm-hmm. friend, my friend. <laughs> so we're just sitting there and she's like, she's an author. She's an author. I mean, Aww. you know, we're sitting at this bar and grill and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, these people come over. It's just fun. I, I love meeting new people. I love making new connections. And uh, yeah, but she's done that a couple different times. <laughs> and I just have to laugh. It's it's funny. You know, we go into the store and she's like, you should try to get your book into the store. And, and you know, she'll kind of like point to them. She's an author. I'm like, ah, stop. <laughs> but, That's uh, so great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. They're very supportive. And I really, you know, I really appreciate that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's important to have a good support system because it you know is. writing as a profession is very lonely. You know, you spend it a lot of time <laughs> by yourself. Yes. Yeah, so it's nice to like you know get rewarded for your hard work and have like your friends like root for you and you know and your family cheer you on and stuff. So that's great you have that. Absolutely, it's you know it takes a lot to you know as you know you want to write something quality work and it does you know you don't sit there and you're done and. 10 minutes. It takes, it takes a long time, you know, it's, it takes a lot of time to do that. And, you know, I, I I love to do it, but yeah, it can be lonely sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do a lot of workshops or like read any craft books, anything like that? Oh goodness. Well, right now I, I don't really have time to read too much, not as much as I wanted to. I just, so what I have, what I was reading is how to start a binge worthy podcast by crystal oh, prophet. Wow. Yeah. She, that book is amazing. It's kind of really propelled me in getting into podcasting. Oh, cool. uh, phenomenal book. Um, I highly recommend it. And, you know, I, I need to, I think one of the things I really need to do is journal more and to try to be more um, efficient with my time. Cause mm-hmm. I, I have so much going on that I really need to try to, organize it better. I need to be a little bit more organized and I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, cause we're, you know, we're in this new type of a normal and yeah. we had routines that we were used to and now we have new routines and I mean, well, yeah. you know, you have four kids, so, you know, it's, it's gotta be even more, you know, you've got to make dinner and you've got to make sure they're doing right. their homework and, you know, no, it's hard, you know, for women, especially I think in the pandemic, because we're, we're doing multiple jobs at home. Really? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And I tell you, you know, my house isn't as spick spick and span as I'd like it to be, but you know what? That's fine. I would, I I love to, I love art and I love to create art and to make, you know, to entertain people. Yeah. So, you know, that's awesome. Housekeeping is going to take a little bit of a backseat. That's right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It has to, otherwise you'll just like, you know, make excuses like, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. And then you never got any writing done, you know? I know. And who wants to do that? No. No. Boring, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. Well, you know, so it sounds like you really love, obviously, the the supernatural, the paranormal mystery. After you're done with the second book for this, are you planning on doing something different, like a different series, or are you going to write a third book for this one? I think I am. Well, I'm actually writing a couple chapters right now for the third book. Yeah, I I do plan on having a third book for sure. I don't know when that will come out, but I am planning on that. I'm also working with a bunch of other authors, actually, and that book is going to be coming out this summer, and it's really a cool project. So lots of talented authors from around the world and basically the title is going to be something about, you know, like thriving beyond crisis and an and anthology book. So different uplifting stories from different authors around the world. And I was asked to be part of that project. And I'm so, 
so excited about it. And um, I'm working on, yeah, it's just going to be a short story. Okay. Buddy, and I'm working on that. So, so excited about that. So that will be out this summer and my second book out this fall. Okay. And yeah, I have a nonfiction book I think I would like to do. Um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. What, what, what would that be about? You think? Well, I think I want to make it about, you know, you know, living with a family member that has like maybe anxiety, depression issues. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think I would, that would be a very enlightening book to people, what it's like to be in the trenches of that, because it's, it's certainly not easy. Mm -hmm. And, but I think it's, you know, when you go through stuff like that, it's important to tell your story because you never know who you're going to help, you know? Yeah. And who you're going to touch. And, and sometimes, you know, people in those situations, they feel so alone. And if they can find right. a book, you know, that they can read where they're like, oh, hey, this person's going through it too. Yeah. And this is what they did to get through it. Yeah. I think that could be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That'll probably be, you know, down the pipeline a couple of years from now, but I definitely would like to do something like that. And, you know, get it into the high schools. Mental health right now is just so important. And, you know, we really need to take it seriously, you know, with this pandemic going on, you know, there is a lot of mental health issues going on that, you know, is getting exasperated by what's going on. And Mm -hmm. it's better than it has been. I mean, back when I was a young girl, boy, there really wasn't many programs for anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. And it's getting better. There are programs for it, but you know, there's things that always can be improved upon as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's probably new, I think with social media and cancel culture and all that stuff going on, you know, it's just, there's probably, you know, new illnesses that are, you know, developing, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are popping up that didn't exist 25 years ago because we didn't have internet or phones back then that could actually like do everything. Yeah. Yeah, Like you have the whole world in your back pocket, you know, you can literally just, (laughs) you can look at anything you want, you know, you can learn about anything you want. It's right there on your phone. Yeah. Um, Making anxiety more. (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine because I didn't have any social media growing up. Me neither. Yeah. Can you imagine like, you know, when you're young, you, you're going to make, you know, mistakes. Can you, oh, there's my cuckoo clock that's going off. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, I can't imagine like having, you're making a mistake and then someone right there behind you taking a picture, you don't, you know, you don't even realize in it. And before you know it, you know, it's posted all over the place. Everybody knows about, you know, so-and-so or whatever, what happened. Yeah. And you know, no privacy. And then they take it down. Oh, you know, whatever. But you know, the damage has been done already. The plea, the seed has been planted and it's like, boy, that's just really not good. You know, that's not yeah. good. Exactly. And there's this other thing I was reading about where there, and and I think we're all guilty of it as far as there's this sort of like endorphin thing that happens when you post something and you get likes, Yeah, you know, and it's a weird kind of a thing where we're like addicted to this like validation of like whatever it is we're posting. And, you know, I was trying to remember the other day I was thinking about it and I'm like, what, what was I doing with my day when I didn't have 
a phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I was like, what was I doing? And I was like, well, okay, I was writing a little bit and I was reading and, yeah. you know, I guess we watched, you know, TV. I'm Gen X. So it was like, we were the, the yeah. Roger Brain. I'm Gen generation. X too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like MTV is bad for you and video games are bad for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but now it's just like, you know, I have to put my phone down sometimes and tell myself like, you have been on your phone way too much today. You know, do you ever do that? Yes, absolutely. You know, because it's such a time suck. I mean, especially on Facebook, you know, and it's mm-hmm. hard because I'm trying to promote a book. I'm trying to promote our podcast and you kind of got to engage a little bit, but you know, I don't want it taking over my life. You know, have have I spent way too much time on it? Of course I have, you know, I've gotten on there and, you know, you get into these rabbit holes, which I don't even like engage in that anymore, where you're trying to make your point, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're going into the one, two, three paragraph, it's not going to (laughs) work. It doesn't matter what you say They've already tuned you out. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you leave it feeling terrible. It's ruined your day. And it's like, it's not, worth it. You know, it's just not, if it's not positive, just, you know, scroll. <laughs> yeah. Keep scrolling. I know it's, yeah. it's hard to find that balance because like you said, you're it trying is. to build a brand and you're trying to sell your books yeah. and, you know, connect with readers. And there's just that delicate balance of, of yeah, doom scrolling or just, you know, going down a rabbit hole. And all of yeah. a sudden you look at the clock and you've, you've been on there for, you know, two to three hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Where did no, that's go? true. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. You know, instead of, I, you know, watching a show or something, you kind of get caught up in like, oh, let's see what they posted about this and this and the, you know, it's, right. you know, it's <laughs> I don't know. It's not I good. Yeah. Well, here's hoping that we get to a, a level someday where uh, we can like hire someone to just do all that for us. So we can just, write. Oh, I would love that. I would love it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just It would be. Do my Probably social media. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it would be so <laughs> worth it. it. Uh, it would be. It, I would. I would pay someone to do that. Yeah. No, I would actually <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it would just be nice to have someone else take the social media reins and like you know do out the. You know, do you have like a newsletter that you send out and with subscribers and stuff? I'm going to. I'm working on it. So we're, our podcast website is fairly new. So it's a juicypairpodcast.com. And anybody can get on it. You know, you can get on it right from your phone. You can listen to our episode right from your phone. Yeah. Eventually I would like to make like a, you know, I don't know, end of the year newsletter. I also have my author website, wendymcokeauthor.com. And I just kind of have some fun stuff on there, you know, favorite movies and music and things. And I'd like to do a newsletter on that too. And I do do a blog post every once in a while. I have it recently, but yeah, I'm working on getting something together for that as well. So stay tuned for that. That's cool. Yeah. I looked at your website. It's really nice. You have it, you know, well put together. Yeah. It's really cool. I love that. The photo, you know, the, the headline photo when you first click on. Oh gosh. Yeah. It looks just like the resort. It's not the resort, but I tell you what, it could be. It looked just like it. Yeah. Now is that, is that resort still in your family? No, it's not. It's been, gosh, probably about 20 years since my folks have had it. Now my dad's passed on, but yeah, it's been sold a couple different times. And you know, what's kind of sad about it is I haven't been up there in several, several years, but whenever I do, my sister and I, when we go up there, we kind of, you know, take a ride out to the resort. Mm -hmm. And when we do, it's just kind of sad because it just isn't like, you know, when my parents had it, it was in its heyday. It was Mm -hmm. just immaculate. You know, my dad took care of the lawns and the pool and, you know, the cabins, they all kept it up nice. Now it's looks, you know, run down. 
It does. Yeah. yeah. And it's and kind it's of sad. sad. It makes me kind of sad to kind of just, you know, drive through there and like, oh goodness, you know, I don't know. That's too bad. It's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate that you couldn't, you know, maybe someday you'll get it back, you know? (laughs) Hey, yeah. You know, if my book becomes a movie, which hopefully it will, Hey, I told my sister, let's, you know, we'll go buy that resort up and (laughs) right (laughs) back to the way it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, That would be nice. That would be, you could film the movie there. Oh, that would be so wonderful. It'd be perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. It reminds me of, there's a movie that came out, I think it was in the early nineties and it was called Indian summer. Did you ever see that? Oh movie? yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while, but yeah. Yeah. yeah same, same kind of thing. You know, I mean, they were like, you know, kids that went there, I think for summer camp and as adults, they went back. Yeah. For reunion I think and, Diane Lane was in it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. It remind, reminds me of that. Yeah. yeah that's it awesome. was kind of like that. Actually, so cool. What a what an interesting and awesome you know childhood. Like what a cool way to to be raised you know around that kind of environment without so many you know different uh, experiences and different characters you know and yeah. real characters of real life. And I'm sure I could see how that would inspire you to to write a story. Yeah, it was so fun. It was just a very easy going time. So different from today. You know, just so 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 different. It was very fun. And I just remember there was always lots of people and people always wanted to come over. Neighbors would be coming over all the time. It was just, I don't know. It was kind of magical almost. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. I think, you know, it's that nostalgia, you know, as well. Like Mm -hmm. it's because, you know, it was different times, such drastic different times, really, when you think about now, like where we are compared to, you know, our childhood (laughs) when we were growing up. So there are those moments, you know, that you remember like playing outside and, you know, mm-hmm. not, not having any, uh, yeah, any electronics or anything, just enjoying like the, the trees and the lakes and things. Oh yeah. We'd be outside all the time. I mean, I'd be swimming out in the lake, out in the middle of the lake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I did some things that I like, Oh boy. <laughs> Nowadays, I mean, everything's filled with rules, you know, rules have their place of course, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like there's so many, you know, yeah, we were wild and free back then, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I'm excited to check out your book because it just sounds really intriguing. And I love oh, a good, fun. yeah, paranormal mystery. And Oh, and I yes. Just, yeah. I'd love for you to read it. I'm excited for you to read it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to check it out. And for anyone listening, you can you can find um, it on Amazon. You can pretty much anywhere where you know, where books are sold. Yep. Most people I think use Amazon, but you can find yep. it on Barnes and Noble and all those different outlets. And it's called A yep. Gray Resort. And it's book one of, you know, possible trilogy, you said, right? So yep. that's exciting yep. too. Um, yeah. And they can just put my name in too, if they're not sure if to put, you know, A Gray Resort, or they can put Wendy Coke, K-O-K in the author name and it should come right up on Amazon. Yeah. You're like the first, you know, one that comes up because I, yeah, I oh, put, nice. put your name in and, and yeah. So it was like the you know, second book down. I was like, oh, okay, perfect. There she is. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. It's so fun yeah. chatting with you. Yeah, it's been very fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll put some links in the show notes too so people can can find you and find your website and everything. And we'll have to have you back on when you have the, you know, the launch, you know, for your second book. That'd be fun. I would I would love to come on. I would love it. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, everyone. Go check out Wendy Coke's A Gray Resort. Thank you so much. Thank you and have a good night. Thanks. Oceans of Podcasts. We are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do.
Open the mind. And read more.